words of Sri Aurobindo. The divine life. To be or become something, to bring something into being, is the whole labor of the force of nature. To know, feel, do are subordinate energies that have a value because they help the being in its partial self-realization to express what it is and help it too in its urge to express the still more not yet realized that it has to be. To be and to be fully is nature's aim in us. But to be fully is to be wholly conscious of one's being. Unconsciousness, half-consciousness or deficient consciousness is a state of being not in possession of itself. It is existence but not fullness of being. To be aware fully or integrally of oneself and of all the truths of one's being is the necessary condition of true position of existence. But also, since consciousness carries in itself the force of existence, to be fully is to have intrinsic and integral force of one's being. It is to come into possession of all one's force of self and of all its use. To be merely without possessing the force of one's being or with a half force or deficient force of it is a mutilated or diminished existence. It is to exist but it is not fullness of being. Lastly, to be fully is to have the full delight of being. Being without delight of being, without an entire delight of itself and all things is something neutral or diminished. It is existence, but it is not fullness of being. This delight too must be intrinsic, self-existent, automatic. It cannot be dependent on things outside itself. Whatever it delights in, it makes part of itself, has the joy of it as part of its universality. All undelight, all pain and suffering are a sign of imperfection, of incompleteness. They arise from a division of being, an incompleteness of consciousness of being, an incompleteness of the force of being. To become complete in being, in consciousness of being, in force of being, in delight of being, and to live in this integrated completeness is the divine living. But again, to be fully is to be universally. To be in the limitations of the small, restricted ego 
is to exist, but it is an imperfect existence. All being is one, and to be fully is to be all that is. To be in the being of all, and to include all in one's being, to be conscious of the consciousness of all, to be integrated in force with the universal force, to feel all selves as one's own self, to feel all delight of being as one's own delight of being, is a necessary condition of the integral divine living. But thus, to be universally in the fullness and freedom of one's universality, one must be also transcendentally. The spiritual fullness of the being is eternity. If one has not the consciousness of timeless eternal being, if one is dependent on body or embodied mind or embodied life, or dependent on this world or that world, or on this condition of being, or on that condition of being. That is not the reality of self, not the fullness of our spiritual existence. But one must transcend not only the individual formula, but the formula of the universe. For only so can either the individual or the universal existence find its own true being and a perfect harmonization. Both are in their outer formulation incomplete terms of the transcendence, but they are that in their essence. And it is only by becoming conscious of that essence that individual consciousness or in universal consciousness can come to its own fullness and freedom of reality. Otherwise, the individual may remain subject to the cosmic movement and its reactions and limitations and miss his entire spiritual freedom. He must enter into the supreme divine reality, feel his oneness with it, live in it, be its self-creation. All his mind, life, physicality must be converted into terms of its supernature. All his thoughts, feelings, actions must be determined by it and be it its self-formation.